as I was preparing for today's episode, I have to tell you, I've never been more grateful to be able to do dishes in my own house because I just kept thinking over and over again about all the dishwashing stations that I've gone into in different National Park campgrounds and how many of them are spider traps. Yeah, (laughs) these little closets full of spiders. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Exploring the National Parks podcast with Dirt in My Shoes. My name is Ash, and I'm a former park ranger and the founder of Dirt in My Shoes. I think that the parks are best seen from the trail, and I'm here to make national park trip planning easy. And I'm John. I carry the kids on the trails, I tell stories, and notice all the things that Ash doesn't care about much, like trees. Join us as we show you around America's spectacular national parks. We're sharing our favorite places, fun facts, adventures, and misadventures. And we'll even throw in a little trip planning. Let's start exploring. Today, we are doing a full-on smackdown. Oh, WWE style. (laughs) Going head to head with our list of our favorite national park campgrounds. Yes. We have not seen each other's list, but we each picked our top five top campgrounds. And then we have a couple other categories, too. But I'm excited to see what you're going to say. Last time we did a smackdown like this, it was like our favorite national park hiking trails Mm -hmm. episode. I totally won. I did not get as many votes for my list as Ash got for her list. So, (laughs) disclaimer for John, he tends to go a little bit eccentric with his choices. I have specific categories, like with categories within categories, and that's how I rank. But most people aren't thinking of those same categories. Yeah, most people don't care about your (laughs) subcategories. So we'll see what he came up with today. I feel like my list is really good, though, and I'm really excited to talk about some of our favorite national park campgrounds Mm -hmm. because I don't know. I mean, a lot of our newer followers especially probably don't realize that we were full-time RVers for three years in the national parks. That's really how we like got the bulk of our content on Dirt in My Shoes was we bought a travel trailer and we traveled everywhere. It stayed in these parks for a very long time, like as long as we could, we'd stay in that area and we'd just do everything that we possibly could in that park. Right. So we have camped so much in these parks. And I have stood in many a spider trap dishwashing station. have <laughs> some crazy stories. Oh my gosh. That being said, though, I will say my favorite dishwashing station per campground, if we're, I'm just going to jump into this because it's a subcategory. Oh, is this one of your nope. top five? It's not one oh, of my top five. No, you can't make your own category. This is a, sub, this it's is a subcategory at, preface. It's the one at Lake Powell in Page, Arizona. Nope. That's not your favorite? Not oh, that for dishwashing one was stations. Oh, that one was awesome. You had views of Lake Powell from the dishwashing station. It was pretty cool. Okay, what is it? Texas Springs and Death Valley. I did so many dishes. Oh, yeah, dishes. that's a really nice one. That's I did so true. many dishes there. And it's a wide enough trough sink yeah. thing. So you're just like sitting there and you're talking to people from all over the world. It's like the gathering place. Yes, it everybody's is. doing their dishes and it's kind of fun. And my kids were just young enough. There was a couple of different platforms and I would sit my kids up on the platforms and they would talk to me and to the strangers and while we were doing dishes. And it was just a fun thing. It was really cool. Nice. That was not a spider trap. Yeah, it's true. The outdoor ones are better. (laughs) Okay, let's jump in because I have 
a ton of campgrounds that I'm just so excited to talk about. So this is our list of our top five. Ooh. Let's go head to head first. Yeah, yeah. Mine are not in any specific order. I don't know. Did you put yours in an order? I did put mine in oh, an order. Oh, did you? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I didn't put mine in an order. I just picked five. So does an order or rank <laughs> on a ranking episode? When it's top five, I don't know. I couldn't. I was going to, and then I was like, but I like all of these. These are all winners. Okay. Let's go with. Five least to favorite. one. Yeah, least favorite to most favorite. Okay. Yeah, but these are still the top five, so they're yeah, all really they're good. They're all really good. So my number five is the Belfouche River Campground in Devil's Tower. Dude, that one was on my list and I took it off because I put <laughs> another national monument in its place, which oh. is my top five. Ooh. So we're going national monuments for our number fives. I like that. Interesting. Okay, Belfouche. Belfouche, not spelled that way. But that's how you say it. And it's just so cool. You're literally, this is the only campground inside Devil's Tower National Monument. But you're at literally the base of Devil's Tower. You're just looking up at this crazy spire bursting forth into the sky. And it's incredible. That was very poetic. <laughs> My eyebrows just lifted. <laughs> what? Spire bursting forth. It's so cool. It's really cool to camp just at the base of Devil's Tower. Yeah. It's an and the sites are experience. pretty big and they're spacious. Mm -hmm. Spectacular. It's a clean and comfortable campground with an amazing view. Yes. And it's yeah. surrounded by big cottonwood trees. So yeah. if you're allergic to cotton, be aware of the time of year that you go there. But it's so cool just to sit down in your camp chair and watch as the sun goes down behind the Devil's Tower. In the evening, if you wanted to drive into town, you town. can also... To, or to <laughs> There's the... No town. Not to town. If you drive into the RV park the right KOA. outside the entrance... <laughs> Just, you, that's almost the same as town. Right, exactly. Drive it's into a, the KOA. It's a big KOA. Yeah. Um, you can watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind and get some snacks from the gift shop. Yep. It's that's awesome. a good one. I actually did have that one on my list because it's a really cool campground. Yeah. Mine is the Twin Peaks Campground in Oregon Pipe Cactus oh, National Monument. That one was really cool. So Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument is down. It's kind of by Saguaro. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. It's a couple hours from Saguaro, but it's Southern Arizona. And I just, I love this campground. Again, it's really big. The layout is nice. Mm -hmm. You have really cool like desert plants surrounding you. And you've got the Oregon pipe cactus, which is awesome. I love those things. Yeah, those are awesome. The National Monument itself is pretty quiet. There's not a ton of people down there. I mean, you really are at the bottom of Arizona. Mm -hmm. And so there's like a scenic drive you can do and some hiking trails you can do. But camping here for me, like, I love that you can hear coyotes. Yes. I love the cactus silhouetted against the sunset. Mm -hmm. It's so dreamy. Oh, yeah. You can hike right from the campground. There's a really nice hike right there. And oh, the stars yeah. don't get any better than in the desert. That campground has just, it's one of my favorites. Yes. I love staying there. That makes sense. Two national monuments. I yeah, didn't see man. that. We didn't even put that in the criteria. <laughs> Usually we'll say in the criteria. Oh, I have to mention, though, 
For these to make our list, we have to have stayed in them. Right. So we're not putting anything in here that we haven't personally stayed in. If you have a favorite that doesn't make our list, that doesn't mean we don't love it. It might just mean that we've never stayed there. As much as we would like to have stayed in every national park campground. Yeah. There's a lot. We do pretty good, though. Okay, let's go on to our next. You go. Number four. The Fruta Campground in Capitol Reef National Park. Well, see, I didn't have mine ranked, but Fruta's on my list. Ah. So we'll just put it at number four for both of us and talk about it right now. Oh, my gosh. So I love this campground. This was my Southern Utah campground Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of cool campgrounds in all of Southern Utah's Mighty Five National Parks, right? But I love this one because you have... Great views. Of... We said this was in Capitol Reef, right? Yeah, this I is think in so. Capitol Reef. Yeah, Capitol Reef. <laughs> Just in it's case in this... we didn't say that. Yeah, you're you're in this kind of bowl surrounded by red rock all around you. The sites are pretty big and comfortable. It's pretty competitive to get in there. Never used to be. It makes me kind of sad because Capitol Reef's my favorite Utah park. Yeah, and I'm like, man. People are figuring this out and it's hard to get a campsite here now. It's because we're being honest and putting this on our list. I know. (laughs) Now it's going to be even worse. It's fantastic campground, though. (laughs) Yes. There's some hiking trails you can take straight from the campground. Yeah. Cohab Canyon, Fremont River. Those ones are my favorite ones that you can do right from the campground. They're awesome. And if you get up and you want a sweet treat, you can go get some pie. And you can just walk to the pie shop, which is really bad for us (laughs) because we're always over there in the mornings. But their pies are so good. So the backstory of this campground, though, is Fruta, this district of Capitol Reef, is the area where the early settlers stayed. They planted fruit trees. They planted orchards. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually very lush. And the campground, like it has a lot of grass, Mm -hmm. which is nice. And then it's surrounded by these orchards, which is just, I think, so cool. And then you've got the river and then you've got the red rock towering over you. It's just like it doesn't get any better than that. Oh, it's so cool. And I think the reason it beat out some of the other Utah parks is because Capitol Reef Because is of the pies. The pies. The pies were a big <laughs> deal for me, honestly, because it's in the park. You don't have to go out and get the pies. But. Capitol Reef is a little less busy than a lot of the other national park sites. And the sites were spacious enough and comfortable enough because I feel like some of the other parks, like the sites aren't quite as good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm very picky. I do not like to be close to my neighbors as much as possible. Right. And I've just gotten worse through the years, honestly. Like I started (laughs) off being okay with it. And now it's just like, oh, my gosh, I don't like feeling like people are five feet from my window or from my tent that drives me insane and so the fruta one is nice though because the sites do tend to be they they had more space to work with when they were building it a lot of these national parks that have really small campgrounds or really small sites it's because they're just like trying to tuck it into an area or the ccc came through and made it before everybody had big trailers and stuff and so This one doesn't feel that way, and I think that's why I also favor it, because it's like, oh, it feels like you can spread out a little bit. There's space for kids to run in the grass. Mm -hmm. It's just really nice. It is really nice. Okay, I'm with you on that one. I do love that one. Sweet. Go to your number three. 
Mammoth Campground Yellowstone. <laughs> That's on my list, too. Oh, my gosh. This is not a smackdown, you John. Why did me. we sign off the same ones? You're the worst. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mammoth Campground for me, I would say, like, the campground itself is okay. It's not super special. Yeah. But number one, it's in a really great location if you're really wanting to see wildlife in Yellowstone because you're so close to the Lamar Valley. It's really fun location. Yeah. But number two, if you go in the fall, it is the best. Oh, my god! Because there are elk everywhere. And last time we camped here in the fall... We had a huge bull elk right outside of our trailer bugling for all the world to hear. Yeah. And we were in heaven. Like, it was the <laughs> best thing ever. And so I love being in the Mammoth Campground, especially in the fall. But trailer-wise, if you go to the upper loop, then there's some really nice pull-through spots that are very private from other places, yeah. other people. So I do enjoy that and you've got some nice mountain views and stuff but for me it's all about the wildlife especially the elk yeah it's a pretty good one. Oh my gosh i love that one i can't believe you still copied me though you're just we just great minds think alike <laughs> <laughs> we know what we like i like being surrounded by wildlife when i camp and yes. mammoth is the best one for that i think i just love it okay awesome so why don't you name the next one Let's see what happens. Okay, I'm trying to decide between my last two which one I like better. I'm going to put this one at number two since it has less amenities. South Beach Campground and Olympic National Park. Ooh, I'm not even close to there. Okay. Good. That's my number two. I love this campground. It has no running water. <laughs> um, it has nothing. Right. They've got some toilets there. That's about it. Right. And as I recall, I don't even think those toilets flush because there's no water. Right. <laughs> but they might just not have potable water. So <laughs> I can't remember. Yes. That um, one didn't even make my list, but that's a really cool one. I do like that campground a lot. You cannot get closer to the water. That, that was awesome. And not just any water. It's the ocean. You fall asleep to the sound of the Pacific Ocean. Yes. And it's on this bluff overlooking the ocean and so you're camping there and just almost every campsite has a beautiful view of the water yeah and you can hear the water because you are so dang close there's nothing else between you and the water and so you just fall asleep to the sounds of the ocean it's a really cheap campground yep. it is hard to get a spot there during so the hard. main season yeah but it's amazing yeah. it's amazing you're camping right on the beach i mean it's just it's really hard to beat that one in my mind yeah for the location and the views you know why it didn't make my list why because i was always cold oh the wind john doesn't like wind <laughs> anywhere that's windy we will never have like a beach house or anything because john just hates wind but i <laughs> love it <laughs> so yeah, it's true and walk outside and just like oh <laughs> it's freaking july and i'm like wearing a coat it's true it does stay pretty cool there but oh my gosh to camp over the waves like it's just you can't beat it. It's pretty darn unique in the National Park Service. Now, I have to say, if you don't want to try for first come, first serve, or if you don't want somewhere that's like super rustic, 
Claylock just up the street is a good alternative in Olympic because that one is on the water as well. It doesn't have as expansive views because there's a lot of trees in that area. And so you don't get like the really cool water views like you do from South Beach. But that one does have running water and toilets and a ranger station and a a restaurant and a lodge and all of that's right there. So that's a good alternative. And you can make reservations at Claylock and you can't at South Beach. Right. As of this recording, they might change that. But anyway, so that's a good alternative, too, if you just want to be by the ocean. But if you can camp in South Beach, you will not be disappointed. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really cool one. What's your number two? My number two, and you're going to disagree with this, but agree with the location. Okay. This is Grand Teton. Did you realize that I left Grand Teton on my off my list so far? That's true. Ooh, okay. My favorite Maybe. national park, a campground, has not been mentioned by me. Okay, Grovant. what is it? Grovant. I love Grovant. Of all of them. Of all the park, uh, of all the campgrounds in Grand Teton, I love Grovant. Okay, why? It's so good. Because it has good views. Like, I know you love Coulter Bay. Well, that, and I went back and forth on a few of them. I, you love so Coulter you Bay. So you tell me about Grovant, and I then love, I'll tell you which I ones love I like. Grovant because it's like the Western vibe. Like, you're close to Jackson. It's easier to get reservations there. They have pretty big sites that are individual sites. And so it's really nice that way. But you also get views of like sagebrush and buttes, and you can see the Tetons off in the distance, depending on where exactly you're at. And there's moose. There are a lot there's of moose. moose at Grovant. It's so good. Interesting. I mean, my problem with Grovant has always been that it's just a little too far outside, like where my favorite hikes are and stuff. Right. And so that one kind of is... Like, oh, well, if we can't get into one of these other, we'll just go to Grovant. Uh-huh. That's kind of how it's always been for me. Right. But you're right. It has a lot of moose. It has a lot of sagebrush. It has Teton views. It does. And it's, it is close to town, which is nice. It is nice. I love that camp, probably because we've used it so often. Because we it's do. like, oh, we'll just go to Grovant. We'll just go to Grovant. Yeah. I've had so many good experiences at Grovant. I love watching through the cottonwood trees, over the sagebrush plains, to the buttes and the mountains. Yeah. It's so great. I love that campground. Interesting. I went back and forth on so many in Grand Teton, and I decided to branch out a little bit because I feel like I always talk about Grand Teton. I know. But I did go back and forth on their campgrounds. I do love Coulter Bay, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of that is because I've grown up going there, and it has a lot of memories for me. And I do like that it's like on Jackson Lake so you can go play in the water and stuff. And and the Coulter Bay area itself is really fun. But actually, I think if I was going to choose one in Grand Teton, and oh my gosh, even saying this, I'm like, maybe. Are you really going to say what I think you're going to say? Signal Mountain. I love Signal Mountain. Oh, interesting. We don't camp there very often nowadays because our trailer doesn't fit very well in that one. So we do typically go to Coulter Bay or Grovant, but. I used to camp in that one all the time when I was tent camping with friends or when I worked there as a park ranger. And that one has, if you can get on the loop closest to Jackson Lake, there's sites. So you set up your tent and stuff, and then you just have to walk like 20 feet towards the water. And then it 
opens up to Jackson Lake and Grand Teton views right from your site. Oh, that's it's cool. It's hard to beat. <laughs> if you can get one of those sites, I've spent so much time just kind of dangling my feet off the cliff right there over Jackson Lake and just watching the sun go down. Oh, that's awesome. So, so picturesque. It's really good. I'm that's glad awesome. you mentioned one in Grand Teton, though, because I do love camping there. Okay, so then that leaves our number ones. Ooh, this is good. Which be I'm big. like, I don't know actually if I can make this claim that this is my favorite national park campground that we've ever stayed in. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a campground that I really love. So I'll go first. Okay. This park is Glacier. Okay. Is that the same as yours? No. Oh, good. Okay. I'm right. You're wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> Not if you chose the one in Glacier that I think you chose. Oh, I chose St. Mary Campground. No. <laughs> no, not St. Mary. I love St. Mary Campground. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Campground has no trees. Oh, the, I knew you were going to well, choose that one, well, though. Okay, so my subcategory. Yeah, for there's my... got to be a subcategory <laughs> on this one because people will be like, you literally chose the campground that has, like, no trees. Okay, so... My subcategory is like views. Okay. But only from the C loop. And we have favorite sites on the C loop that will not be disclosed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. There are number five Devil's Tower, awesome view of Devil's Tower, Capitol Reef, Red Rock views galore, Yellowstone elk. So that's the views. Grand Teton, Gravant, the amazing Western views, and Glacier. There are more spots than just Sea Loop, those couple of spots. <laughs> but those sites are so good. They're so if good. You can get them. And the during the summer, the sun goes down so slowly and you have so much light in the evenings. And Ash and I and friends and family that have come up with us, we've literally just sat by our trailer drinking hot chocolate and wassail for hours as we watch the mountains in the distance. It is incredible. There is nothing that beats that experience. End of conversation. That is awesome. It actually really is awesome. <laughs> the views, if you can get up in some good sites, which I will just, I'm not going to disclose our favorites. There has to be a line of privacy somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as you're looking at the campsite map, the higher you can go, the higher of the loop, mm -hmm. the better mountain views you'll get. Right. So but, there's but my tip. that big grassy area closer to the bathrooms and the showers up there, you can still get views up there. Yeah. And so it's not just our specific no, site. No, it's not. We just happened to get the site that has the best view in the campground. And we were like, we are never not camping in this site if we can help it. Yes, exactly. Um, But... I think that it's really surprising because the thing about the other Glacier campgrounds, and we love camping in Glacier. Yes. But I do think that the St. Mary campground has some of the best actual mountain views from your site. Right. Because a lot of the other ones, you're in the forest. Yeah. Or the mountains, like an Apgar, the mountains are really far away. Yeah. Apgar and Fish Creek, like you're by the lake, but you're tucked in the trees, which is fine. But nothing like those expansive views that we've had. I mean, I would say like Two Medicine can be if you can get a good site at Two Medicine. Many Glacier is just really hard to camp at. That's why I 
just knocked that one off my list. I was like, it's like impossible to get a site there. So I'm not even going to say that I love it. Right. But yeah, as far as like views from your campsite, I think St. Mary is pretty darn good. Also, the east side of Glacier is Glacier's best kept secret. Oh, yeah. If you can stay in St. Mary or Rising Sun or like somewhere right there, you have access to Logan Pass and like all the same trails and stuff that everybody wants to do without having to deal with all the stupidness on the other side of the park. Right. Trying to get in there and back-to-back traffic. All the stuff that happens on the west side, you just don't have to deal with on the east side. So I think that's another point in St. Mary's favor. I would say that, yes. I don't even think you need to name your number one because well, I think you made your case <laughs> for me. I, my number one, everybody's just going to be like, what? <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, I like don't want to say it. Okay, but I do love this campground, so I'm going to say it. Okay. Do you want me to say the park first? Say the park first. Lassen Volcanic. Oh yeah, that's a great one. It's a good one, right? You're thinking? Manzanita Lake. Yep, that's what I was thinking. I love that campground. It has like a summer camp feel mm-hmm. to me that I just really enjoy. Yeah. And it's right on the lake. And so Manzanita Lake, you can go down there and you can canoe and kayak and paddleboard. And it's right by the campground. Yeah. And the campground has cabins if you don't want to camp. But then you can also camp. It's got great RV spots. It's got great tent sites. Like, however you want to camp, you can camp here. Yes. And then you can go down to the lake. And from the lake, you have views of Lassen Peak, Mm -hmm. the actual volcano that, you know, makes the park so cool. Yeah. And so those views are awesome. And then they have like a little gift shop that we really like to shop in and ice cream. And it just, it feels like summer camp to me. And I just really love it. Plus, Manzanita Lake Campground is the site of Ash's greatest and most epic adult fall. (laughs) Oh my gosh, no. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. It was a really bad fall. Oh, my God. I was chasing our son through the campsite, and your parents were there. We were there with family. Everybody was watching me, and I, like, tripped over a root and fell face first. It <laughs> full was, speed. It was full speed, face first. It was really sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was, like, one of those moments where our son just keeps running. And then, like, look behind him. (laughs) Where did mom go? He just keeps running. And then, like, Ash looks up from the bushes. Just her face pops up. I can't believe that just happened. Luckily, she wasn't hurt. Well, I got, yes, my pride was really bruised that day. And everybody (laughs) was laughing at me. Like, it wasn't a private fall. It wasn't, you know, behind the trees or anything like you all were watching me. Yep. So that was pretty embarrassing too. And I know John was like trying to be concerned, but could not stop laughing. <laughs> so I'm thanks. I'm so sorry that you hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So there's our top. I mean, what does that end up being like top eight? Because we had a couple that were the same. Yeah. But those are some really great campgrounds. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited about that. We have a few more categories that we want to talk about though. Yes, we do. Our next category, what is the most unique campground that we've stayed at in a national park? Now, this one could have lots of different subcategories based on how you think of the word unique. You could treat it bad or good. Okay. What did you put? I put 
the Desert View Campground at Grand Canyon. I love unique? that one. That's not unique. That's a campground. It's a campground, but you're literally steps away from the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And so there's a little trail that you can walk that takes you down and you can have like your own. And I had did this a few times where there's this little trail that you can take where you have your own private view of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Because no one else is there and nobody takes that trail. Yeah. Okay. I loved that. All right. I was trying to figure out how to squeak Grand Canyon into my top five list because uh-huh. I do love camping there. But I just couldn't, like the campgrounds, I was just like, nah. no. Like they're not as great of campgrounds as other campgrounds we've stayed in. I do like Desert View though. Yeah, it is nice. Okay. What's yours? Mine is a truly unique camping experience. I'm really proud of this. So the most unique campground I have ever stayed in is the Glacier Bay Campground in Alaska. Yeah. And the reason being that to get to Glacier Bay, you can only get there by boat or plane. It's on its own. Like where the park headquarters and stuff are is an island. And then the rest of the park's just water. Right. And so it's really hard to get to, first of all. Most people are never going to camp here. Right. Most people who visit Glacier Bay never even step foot where I worked (laughs) in Bartlett Cove. But what's cool about this campground is you drive in if you're lucky enough to have a car. (laughs) Yes. Or you get a taxi or something to take you to, to Bartlett Cove. And then you park in the parking lot right next to the visitor information station, which is where I worked. And then from there, you have to wheelbarrow your stuff to your campsite. Yes. You can't drive in. Wheelbarrow. Yes. So cool. Everything is by wheelbarrow. (laughs) (laughs) And so you get in there and you have your site, but then they have like these structures to store your stuff and to cook your food because it rains a lot in Glacier Bay. So there's like these little huts for cooking and then you have your storage for bear stuff and stuff like that. And all of that's like community areas. And then the individual campsites themselves don't have their own fire pit. Right. What you do is if you want a fire, you go down to the beach. Right. And you make your fire in the intertidal zone, which is that area between where the ocean is and where it hits when it goes to high tide. Right. So the area between low tide and high tide, basically. You make your fire there, and then it just washes away at the next high tide. You also get to see whales. So So many whales. You can hear the whales all night long. (sighs) Yeah. As they as their blowhole as their goes, blowhole. yeah. Oh my gosh! So you will barrel your stuff in. You do a fire on the beach. You listen to whales, humpback whales serenade you all night. Yeah, it is one of the most unique camping experiences you can have in any national park. I think yours probably beat mine. It does. <laughs> oh, and I have to say, so we forgot to mention this too. I should have mentioned the rules up front. What was I thinking? But this is just front country campgrounds. Right, so, so not backcountry. Yeah, we've stayed in some really unique backcountry campgrounds that are super cool that you have to backpack into and stuff. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about front country where you can drive to it. And this is a really unique experience you can have. Yes, camping. otherwise I think our lists would have been very different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's very good. 
to spell out for people. All these people are like, wait a minute, she's done some really cool backcountry trails. I know. I can't believe we haven't counted those. I know. No, this is just front country. This is just like you can get there in your car. So our next category, the most elusive national park campground that we have not been able to stay in but have tried really hard. What's your choice for this one? I put... Yosemite Valley's Me too. <laughs> the North, Lower, or Upper Pines campgrounds. Any of the three. We'll take any of them. <laughs> but we, every, it's like we push the button at the exact right time and they're always gone. Always. We have never had luck. And then let this be a cautionary tale to you. If you want to camp in Yosemite Valley, there is no time to waste. You have to be there right when it opens, exactly when it opens every single time or yeah. you won't get it. And even if you are, you probably still won't get it. Mm-hmm. So you definitely want to back up, have a different campground in mind because yes. these are so hard to get into. So we've been trying for years. Yeah. And granted, usually we're trying to get a site that's big enough to fit our trailer, which is very hard to do. But my brother just last year texted me and he was like so we're going to Yosemite do you have any information for what we should do I gave him an itinerary and was like just do this and I was like oh cool where are you staying and he's like oh we got a reservation in the Upper Pines campground I was like I hate you so much (laughs) are you serious you got one and so him and his wife they went and camped in this campground that we have been trying to get and their name was a hiss and a byword in our house. We still haven't got o- gotten over a few things that your brothers have done that we've been trying so hard to do. They saw Steamboat Geyser in Yellowstone, which we try so hard to see that one. It's not on a schedule. And then they just like show up and they're like, Steamboat was erupting. No. Oh, my gosh. But also he did get a sight in the north or the Upper Pines campground, which is really hard. Yeah. So, yeah. That was on my list, too. We have just had a really hard time getting stuff there. Glacier can be very similar. Oh, and man. so that's like a good backup answer to like really hard campgrounds to get sites in. I was thinking like the Watchmen at Zion. Yeah, that one's hard, that too. That one is a crazy mm-hmm. hard one to get into. It's just there are several national parks where it's like everything is going to be hard. Yeah. This is what I tell people when they're preparing to try to get these camping reservations. So I always make a backup reservation before the National Park Campgrounds go live Mm -hmm. on recreation.gov. So if we're going to Glacier, for example, I will go in like a year in advance and I will make reservations at like the KOA outside of the park or anyway, some of these privately owned campgrounds outside of the parks. And I will make the reservations exactly the way that I want them for our trip. And I do that like a year in advance, but I make sure the reservations I make are refundable. Mm -hmm. And then when the National Park Campgrounds open six months in advance, which to me is just like it's a little bit too close to the actual trip that I'm going to take. And everybody else is already thinking about camping there by the time those are opening. And so when they open, whoever doesn't get the campsites that they need, that's when those private campgrounds just, that's gold if you already have a reservation there. Right. And so I will try for the National Park campgrounds when they release, but if I don't get them, I have another option as a backup. 
And then if I do get them, then I just, I cancel the other ones and those ones will get snatched up by somebody else really quickly. But then I have my national park ones. Yes. My thought process when we're doing, so we do our research on the sites that we want in the national park campgrounds and you go through and you're like, okay, this site will work. This site will work. And you have a list of like 10 different campsites that'll work for you. And my thought is, okay, choose the least desirable campsite (laughs) that will work for you because there's a thousand other people just like you that have the same list that you do and they're choosing the perfect one first. My thought is go for the one that nobody wants first and you'll probably get in. (laughs) That goes right in line with John's other mantra, which is to Lower your expectations for everything. <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say C's get degrees. <laughs> well, that goes along with it all too. Yeah. So that's a couple of tips for trying to get those campsites that are just really hard to get. Okay. Our last category is campgrounds that are bucket list campgrounds for us. Ones that we have not stayed in yet, but we really want to. And so this is a fun category because I got to dream a little bit. These are ones that I've just been trying to get into or like plan trips for these parks and stay in these campgrounds. Right. Um, Hopefully sometime in the near future, we'll be able to do some of these. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So I have a list of four. Hey, me too. Nice. We didn't even plan that. (laughs) What's your number four? Probably my number four is... I really want to stay in some of the smaller Yellowstone campgrounds that all the fishermen always take. They're ones that are harder for us to get into or that are a little bit further removed from everything. So Pebble Creek or Slough Creek. Nice. Specifically Slough Creek because that's where the wolves den is. And I really want to just like hang around that area for a while and look for wolves. Slough Creek is my number two. Is it? Yeah. In Yellowstone. Yeah. For the exact reason. Ah, that's awesome. Okay, what's your four? My number four is the North, Lower, or Upper Pines in Yosemite. (laughs) So we've talked about that. That is on my bucket list. We'll do it. Listen, we'll just try for a tent site next time. I bet we could get it. We've tried for trailer sites like three or four different times and have never gotten them. But we'll just have to take a tent next time. Yeah, that'll be fine. We'll figure it out. It'll happen. I'm pretty good at getting these camping reservations. It's just sometimes... (laughs) It doesn't work for me, too. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Okay. I think number three for me is Elkmont in Great Smoky Mountains during the synchronous firefly season. Yeah. Great Smoky Mountains. Did you know this? They have 19 different species of fireflies. That's crazy. Yeah. You got to listen to the Great Smoky Mountains Fun Facts episode because John talks about this, but like... The number of species that live in this park is insane. Yes. It's just like everything. Yes. There's so much life. But 19 firefly species and the synchronous ones are more rare. Great Smoky Mountains has a bunch of them. And from like late May to like early June, kind of a couple weeks right in there, mm-hmm. they synchronize. And so like there's they just blink like at the so, same time? Yeah. And there's so many of them everywhere. And... You have to enter a lottery to be able to go see them because it's so popular. However, if you're staying in Elkmont Campground, you don't have to enter the lottery. You can just walk to where the fireflies are. So that is a big bucket list for me. I want to camp there and I want to be surrounded by fireflies. That's so so cool. It reminds me of uh, the movie Cars 
when you have the van and you have like the army guy watching the stoplight oh. blink. He's like, dude, every third one's longer, man. <laughs> the 60s weren't good to you, were they? <laughs> That'd be so cool. Ash is going to be watching the fireflies. I will. Every third one's longer, dude. <laughs> I really, really, really want to do that. And I think it would be cool to actually stay in the campground because it's super hard to get lottery, like chosen for the lottery. Right. Because for the lottery, they make you park at like the visitor center and then they shuttle you. Yeah. But if you're camping in the campground, nice. front row seat. You've got a golden ticket. I know. So that is a big one on my bucket list. Okay. My number three is staying in one of the Cedar Grove campgrounds in Kings Canyon. So there's four of them. There's Sentinel, Canyon View, Moraine, or Sheep Creek. But they're just down in that awesome mountain valley down in Kings Canyon. I love that area. I cannot believe how Yosemite-esque it is mm -hmm. without all the people. Oh, I can't imagine how nice it is during the evenings. Yeah. When all the people that come during the day have to drive all the way back out and yeah. it's just you in the valley. We tried to stay down there last time we went mm -hmm. or we were going to go. That trip just got totally scrapped because yeah. of COVID, but I had it perfectly set up. <laughs> I'm just so sad. And we were going to tent camp all through Sequoia Kings. Right. And I was so excited. I got all the reservations I needed and we were going to stay down there. Yeah. And then we had to scrap the whole thing. So that is still on my list, too. I would love to do that. That'd be so cool. Then you can hike from down there. I mean, then you can hike to Mist Falls. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of other trails back in there that take you deeper into the Sierras. And oh, it's so beautiful. Yes. Good choice. That's a good one. For my number two bucket list campground I want to stay in, we're going to Alaska for my last two. Yeah, just, baby. Just warning. <laughs> One bucket list campground in Alaska that I really want to stay in is Wonder Lake in Denali. Mm. I have backpacked through this area. Right. And so I, I'm really familiar with camping out there and stuff, but I've never actually officially stayed at the Wonder Lake campground and I really want to. That would be so cool. Yeah, oh you get gosh. just like spectacular Denali views from there. You're only 26 miles from the mountain at that point, which is like nothing in Alaska. No, because the mountain is like 26 miles high. <laughs> 20. Yeah. Oh, 26 miles. No, I was exaggerating <laughs> but, yeah. a little bit. It's, <laughs> like as, it's as, as tall as you are far away from it, basically, <laughs> is what I'm saying. 20,000 feet above sea level. The only, My only hesitation, and this is true anywhere in Denali, is the mosquitoes are awful. Yeah. They're awful. And so when we were backpacking through there and stuff, like <laughs> I bought those face uh, mosquito net. Uh -huh. Have you seen those? And it's Looks like, like a beekeeper. They look ridiculous, but it literally saved me <laughs> <laughs> because the mosquitoes are huge and there's so many of them and bug spray can only do so much. And so that's like my one like, Wonder Lake would be hard for that. Like, I would rather be in a trailer mm -hmm. <laughs> to yeah. get away from the mosquitoes. But you're right on the lake and you're 26 miles from Denali. And I just don't know if you can beat that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. Kudos on your number two. Yeah. What's your number two? Well, I told you my number two is the Slough Creek and Yellowstone. That's right. Yeah. But my number one. Oh, we're jumping straight to number one. Okay. We'll just jump straight to number one. Now, I don't even know if this one is that hard to get into or anything, 
but Cougar Rock or the White River Campground in Mount Rainier. Either one of those are my number one that I want well, to go to. We've gotten reservations in those ones, too. We I just know. had to cancel. We, I know. Exactly. Both of those. They're not hard. I know. But they're not hard. <laughs> but I just want to stay there so bad. Because on both of them, you're in the shadow of the Great Mountain. And it's just looming over you. And you're looking up at this thing. It's so big. And so... That's why I just want to stay there. I want to stay in Cougar Rock, which is on the Paradise side, or I want to stay at the White River Campground on the Sunrise side. And both of them, you're just looking up at the glaciated mountain. It's awesome. You're so funny. Mount Rainier is one of the coolest national parks in the country. Yeah. Hands down. It's awesome. Good choice. Okay, but it doesn't beat out my choice for bucket list campground number one, which is Brooks Camp in Katmai. Oh, what did I? Yeah. That <laughs> I one's feel like I legit. dreamed really big on this list. <laughs> I want to go to Katmai National Park and I want to camp in Brooks Camp. And Brooks Camp, the campground there, is surrounded by electric fence right. so that the bears mostly can't come and get you. <laughs> on the never, cam- <laughs> never underestimate a giant bear. <laughs> on the campground website, it's like it mostly keeps the bears out. It's not a hundred percent guarantee, though. <laughs> Right. But basically, they let 60 people in a night and you just kind of set up camp with among these electric fences. But you're within walking distance of Brooks Falls and you can go walk over to the falls and see all the big brown bears fishing the salmon out of the waterfall. Oh, my gosh. And that's just a major bucket list item for me. I've never been to that park. I'm dying to go to that park. But when I do it, I want to stay there right in Brooks Camp. And either camp in the campground or stay in the lodge. Just whatever reservation I can get, I will take. Where the fence works 60% of the time, 100% of the time. (laughs) So I'm willing to risk it. I I feel pretty good. Bears don't scare me as much as they scare some other people. Right. And so I feel okay about it. In fact, I think you're probably safer camping at Brooks Camp with the electric fence around you than you are like backpacking through Denali, which I've done. Yeah, that's true. Because there's bears everywhere up there too. <laughs> so That is very true. Yeah, that's my number one back of the list campground I want to stay in. There may be a slight chance that I underestimated your list. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you're the one dreaming bigger than me, but I know I got you on that one. Was... I went to Alaska. Nothing can beat Alaska. Uh, that's yeah. just kind of a it's unfair fight. I, it is. So that's our list of our favorite campgrounds in the national parks. I think hopefully that gives you some really good ideas for your upcoming trips or places that you might want to go or campgrounds you might want to check out. Camping in the national parks is the best. It's hard to beat. It is so hard to beat. And you're right there in yep. the action, yeah, which is the best part of, of it. And it's a great way to stay in the parks on a budget. Mm-hmm. A lot of my camping experience in the parks has been because I couldn't afford to stay in the lodges, but I wanted to be in the parks. Yeah. And camping, I mean, it's like 30 bucks a night. Yeah, dude. Yeah. People spend that on dinner. Yeah. It's a really cool way to stay in the park without spending a ton of money. So highly recommend it. And for the tasks that we want to assign you today, please go to the Dirt in My Shoes Instagram or the Dirt in My Shoes Facebook pages. And there will be a post there for you to engage with. But please tell us 
What is your favorite national park campground? Yeah, I really want to know because this list is not long enough. No, it's not. And I'm sure you guys have some awesome campground recommendations, places that you've stayed in the parks that are just like really cool. Yes. So, yes, definitely head over to Facebook or Instagram and let us know what your favorite national park campground is. We would love to hear it. And if you get a minute, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate that as well. We love seeing your comments and seeing your reviews. So thank you for joining us today as we talk about national park campgrounds. And we can't wait to hear about which one is your favorite. 